as I'm doing my topic, love thy neighbor. So I'm going to be honest. As a minister, sometimes things don't always go as planned. There may be a little drama in your neighborhood. There may be a little falling out. And then, you know, life goes on, and maybe these people move away to wherever they move away to. And then you think you're over it. And you think, yes, I love my neighbors again. Everything is good. And then they come back for a visit at your next-door neighbor's house outside while you're sitting outside. And you're like, oh, that, that. How do I love thy neighbor in that? But I was using my prayer last night because <laughs> I felt myself cringing and going, ugh. And I just found it amazing that this happened just as I was going to be talking about love thy neighbor. Yeah. Like, what the heck, people? What the heck? So I did my prayers, leaned into my spiritual practice last night, and was able to go to bed without maybe swearing a little once or twice, <laughs> going, wishing they would be quiet. But it was all good. And it just realizes that loving kindness, I want them to be safe, I want them to be loved, rather than wishing them ill, rather than the other side of it. Because when I'm on that other side of it, what does that do to me? Does it hurt them? They don't even know. They're having a party, they're drinking, they're having a great time, but I'm sitting there <laughs> like bent out of shape. So it is that practice of, okay, I'm going to say this wrong. I, what I used last night was the Ho'oponopono, that, oh, thank you, Michelle, <laughs> that Hawaiian forgiveness phrase where I said, I'm sorry, or please forgive me, I'm sorry, I love you, thank you, and repeated that 70 times, and I could feel the things releasing. And the doctor, I just heard this morning, I was looking up a little bit of information about it, and he healed a whole ward of people with just getting them to do who were, I think, criminals and they came in loving mental situations. And he was able to get them all discharged through doing this practice. So I practiced that last night. And I woke up and I saw their car this morning and I didn't go, ugh like I usually do. I went, oh, another aflow, another learning opportunity <laughs> for me. And that is the piece. Because when we, the science of mind points out, everything that happens to us happens for us. Any experience of perceived betrayal is actually love in action, inspiring us to shift. Ernest Holmes wrote, a constant realization of the presence of the Spirit will provide us a sense of divine companionship that no other attitude could produce. The presence of the divine is always with us. When we live conspicuously and aware, or consciously, sorry, and aware that everyone around us is a divine expression of the one, we can appreciate the spiritual life we're experiencing every day. So yes, I got to experience that yesterday, and I was grateful for that experience. And I think next time I see them, I won't go, ugh. I will be, have a nice day, and continue on. But loving each other and accepting people for who they are is, can be a challenge. And there's things that happen throughout the day that trigger us, or that something will come up, and you'll go, oh, ugh. 
or somebody drives by and cuts you off and you're like, what a, maybe use a bad word or two, but maybe not. Maybe you're like, thank you, have a safe journey. And that's the thing, I think, when we get and we're aware when we can stop ourselves because we're humans. And as humans, guess what? We have this mind that makes judgments about everything we see, everything we do, whether it's a nice day, bad day, whether it's this or whether it's that. We're always constantly making judgments. And that, and that is not wrong. Like we always think, oh, we need to be judgment free. But to try and be judgment free, I think would be a real challenge because it's just our nature. Yet, yet, the important part of judgments is that we can take that moment, that breath, and change it and go, oh, look at me being human again. Isn't that fun? Right? Rather than getting ourselves in knickers in a knot. So, and it, you know, the hardest time sometimes I have personally is with family. That's where, because I have this expectation, they're going to behave this way and this is going to be lovely and we're going to have this wonderful time together. And then they show up over here and they're like all grumpy if they've had a bad day. And it's not meeting my expectations. So what do I do? I can be mad and angry and frustrated because they're not living up to my expectations or I can surrender and let it go. And that is a practice of letting go, surrendering over and over again every day. Oh, I've got my glasses out so I could read rather than having to make everything really large, but there we go. <laughs> but to create a peaceful community is important, to make space for everyone, to advocate for and expand our beliefs. So if we are with that person who's having that challenge or they're being challenging, it's, it's okay for us to say something like, hey, what's going on, or ask, but to be curious to stay in that space of curiosity. Because when we're curious, that's when we can open our hearts. That's when we can make changes about life. But if we stay closed saying, oh, they're not behaving the way I want them to, forget it, they're off my list for Christmas, right? <laughs> that's not necessarily, at the end of the day, what your intention is. You're at the end of the day, I know I can say with my father, my intention is to have a loving, kind relationship. And every day we work at that, or I work at it, because guess what? I'm the only one that can do the work. If he chooses to do the work, he chooses to do the work. But I can't expect him to make the same choices that I make. And he's gonna do the work in the way that he's gonna do the work. So it was lovely. I was just up in Kelowna and was able to see him. We had a lovely time and he was able to you know, he said, you know, I miss you and love you, which is amazing. And I said, well, you could just even text me that. He goes, oh, no, we don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So let that one go. Let that one go. Not having that expectation that my dad's going to be texting me and saying that, you know. And it's okay because deep down, I know the relationship that I want. And that's what's important. The next thing about loving thy neighbor is kindness the time that we can be kind, the time that we can show up and welcome people. Because the truth is, we see people every day, we walk by them, but we don't know what's happening in their lives. We don't know if their child is sick. We don't know if maybe they have a parent in a care 
or maybe they're taking care of both ends of the spectrum of parents and children and maybe uh, a nephew or niece. We don't know. The thing is until we ask and stay curious. So if we can be open and stay curious about what's going on in other people's lives and, and again, showing kindness, you know, whether it's baking that muffin and dropping them off at your neighbors, whether it's fun to go around and put notes on somebody's car window saying, have a fabulous day. Whatever those random acts of kindness that we can do to our neighbors, because the thing is, what Jill said, the very first thing is there is only one thing. And guess what? We're all that one thing. Each one of us and each person in this neighborhood, each person down the block, the people in the other church down the way, we're all that one thing. So we're all interconnected and related. So if we're being kind, and showing kindness out there, that is gonna come back. That's the law of circulation, you know, not just the law of circulation sometimes with money, the law of circulation with kindness, the law of circulation with love, the law of circulation with joy. So it's how can we show up as a CSL White Rock community and spread more joy? And I think we're working on that with creating that loving, vibrant world that works for all. But I think the most important thing, and I've already touched on it, about loving thy neighbor, is practicing radical forgiveness. Now, it doesn't mean that somebody can do something and that we forget or that we deem it however we deem it. There are things that happen out there that are not nice. And yet, it's important for us to take those situations and adjust it and be able to forgive. Because forgiveness is always for self first. That maybe that I watched that act or that I participated, not participated in the act, but that there was something there that happened that I have to be accountable for myself and how I respond to it. So when we're practicing forgiveness for each other, it allows a deep experience of love. Forgiving, again, I'll just say forgiving does not mean forgetting. We are not expected to maintain relationships with people that we do not want in our lives. Forgiveness is about letting go of resentment and trusting that the challenging experience was a divine appointment that allowed for the growth of all people involved. The growth of all people involved. So a simple, you know, the Hopo Ono one, the four, the four spiritual laws of prosperity, a simple guide to unlimited abundance by Edwin Gaines, she shares a practice of writing. She writes, I forgive the name of the person 70 times for seven days. And then the Ho'oponopono prayer, the Hawaiian. And I find for our tradition, one really great way of practicing forgiveness is, has anybody here done the Fear to Faith workshop or Fear to Faith? Yeah, a few people. It, gets, it goes through the steps when you deal with a situation that you want to work through, and it gets you to look at the God qualities. And again, we do it for 70, 70 times for seven days. We write out our affirmation, because it, it takes you through a whole worksheet, getting down to what it is that you want. And then we use that affirmation in a positive way. So I was researching a little bit this morning about, again, thinking, okay, what else can I talk about, about loving our neighbor? 
And I came up from, and I, I don't have a quote on who actually wrote this, but if you go on Google, it, but it's lessons from geese. I know, right? The lessons from the geese. So did you know as each bird flaps its wing, it creates an uplift for the bird following. And by flying in that V formation, the whole flock adds 71% flying range for each, rather than each bird flying alone. 71% further they get to go together because they're flying in that formation. And two, whenever a goose falls out of formation and it suddenly feels the drag and the resistance of trying to fly alone and quickly gets back into formation to take advantage of the uplifting power of the bird immediately in the front. So, lesson, if we have as much of the sense as a geese, we'll stay in formation with those who are headed where we want to go. And isn't that the thing that we do here in spiritual community? That part of walking each other home? We're here to show up together, to learn, to grow, to practice together. And then that helps us move forward in our evolution, which ripples out into the world. So let's be like a geese and fall back into formation with our people. But it, you know, I do want to mention being, it's great being in this type of community. We can practice, we can play, we can say, oh, I'm not perfect. And people will, you know, forgive me much easier than maybe in other communities. But yet it's important to know that we are here together and we don't always have to agree on everything. That somebody else can have a different opinion about something else, and it doesn't have to match ours, but we can have that conversation. We can follow through and get back into formation and have those conversations and be together even in the difficult times. Because we wanna be able to be authentic. This isn't the community that we wanna show up and just say, oh, look at the world, it's a rose-colored glasses. And, you know, we also don't want to always be talking about all the negative things either. But do we want to find that balance with each other? So the third lesson from the geese is when the lead goose gets tired, it rotates back into the formation and another goose flies into the point position. So again, it pays to take turns doing the hard tasks and sharing the leadership independent with each other. So again, that is here. We have a whole leadership team that helps run CSL White Rock. We have our practitioners, we have our board members that come together so that one person isn't doing everything. And what is that saying? Light hands? What is it? No, many, many hands make light work. So again, those are, that's something that we can do here as a community to be part of it and know that we have people like Michelle's just stepped up to help us with our music and setting up, which is fabulous. Yes, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> it's so good. So that was lesson three. Lesson four, the geese in formation. Okay, I didn't know this. This one surprised me. The geese in formation honk from behind to encourage those up front to keep up their speed. <laughs> I did not know that. I always just thought, why are those geese honk, honk, honk all the time? And I was at the lake and we saw them all taking off and they were, they were, as they were lifting off, the honking was so loud, but it's that encouragement. So we need to be sure that we're honking from behind, encouraging somebody. 
<laughs> honk, right? Honk, exactly. So we can be like a goose and honk a little bit when we do. And then the fifth lesson is when a gander gets sick or wounded or shot down, two geese drop out of the formation and follow him down to help and protect him. They stay with him until he's either able to fly or dies. Then they launch out on their own with another formation or try and catch up with the flock. The same process covers female geese going down as well. So if the lesson is, if we have as much sense and compassion as geese, we'll stand by one another in a similar manner. We're again walking each other home. And that's what it's about. It's about those times, those moments when we have challenges in our life, but we know that we can come together and work through it. And, you know, life is messy. I have messy situations. Does anybody else have messy situations in their life? Yes? What about you people on Zoom? I'm, I'm assuming yes, too. And, and we also have great moments as well. There are, and, and there's everything in between. So the piece that we want to take away is let's live like the geese. Let's come together. Let's have our formation. Let's honk and keep each other encouraged that you've got this. But let's stay with each other and walk each other home. If somebody's feeling down, let's give them a call. Who, you know, get a prayer partner. Do something that helps you. And we also have our wonderful practitioners, Liv, Jill, Georgia, and Diane, who are here. You can put a prayer in the box, you can call them, you can put a prayer request on our website, you know, and, and that is their divine pleasure to support you in prayer because we love this community. This community, I, everybody who comes into this community, I have to say, Reverend Sunshine was so delighted to meet everybody here last week or yeah, it was last week, was it already? Oh my goodness, time flies when you're having fun, <laughs> like the geese. And, you know, it was so wonderful to hear the praise she gave our community about how welcoming and how warm we are. So we're doing something right. We're doing something right. So let's keep on doing the work. We keep on doing the work. So I'm gonna leave you with three questions for homework people. One is how could you be more supportive of your community? And it doesn't necessarily mean this community, it can mean your greater community. How can you be more supportive of your community? Two, do you actively participate in radical forgiveness? I know, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And three, how do you lean into love when you're challenged by others' actions? How do you lean in to love when you're challenged by somebody else's actions? I feel like I should be Terry here. What does he say? And so ends the lesson, and so ends the <laughs> <laughs> If you want to be in practice together, taking a class is a great place to do it. And we're hoping um, to get the class here at Brella, and if not, we'll, we'll find another location, but again, it will be on Zoom as well as, um, as in-person. We'll do a hybrid gathering, but it's, Terry has got a wonderful spiritual practice that he's going to teach us through it as we talk about the different mystics that have come through our time 
and what they have to talk about. So again, that's a great way to get to know somebody else in your community, to spark some more conversation, because that's what we're here for. So with that, I would like to end, well, actually, there's one other piece I did want to say. Oh, I do have one quote from Ernest Holmes. I'll end with this quote. Think of the whole world as your friend, but you almost be the friend. You must also be the friend of the whole world. That's Science of Mind, page 298. So we'll take that into prayer. As we take this moment and know that there is one life, one love, one universal divine mind that is operating in, through, and as each of us today, that essence of joy, that essence of love, that essence of beauty, that are all the living divine qualities. Each of them are expressed uniquely through every person. So today I look at each person I meet with the eyes of the divine, knowing that I am looking at a divine expression. And I take a moment and I look in the mirror today and I tell myself that I love you. I encourage you today to take a moment and love yourself the way that you love others. Because that is how it grows. That is the peace. Knowing that as you love yourself, you're loving the divine. So as we look today through the eyes of the one, we know that each of us are that divine, unique expression. So we let go, we surrender, and we are filled with gratitude. Gratitude for the joy, gratitude for the beauty, gratitude for the uniqueness of how everyone shows up. So I let these words go into that law of mind that always says yes. I let it be. And so it is. <laughs>